You got that right, partner. Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. And in this week for Sedano, who's enjoying this extended vacation, television's Clinton Yates What's up, man? is back. How are you? What's good, my man? I'm good, man. Just chilling. You know, it's been a uh, it's been a great day in California. Watching a little tennis on the East Coast, just here on the side. I enjoy that. So that's something I'm doing while we're talking our talk. Okay, so you're watching the U.S. Open of tennis. Yeah, we're in early stages. First round, second round, third round. Before they get to anything that most people know, anybody who you know they've ever heard of gets there. Okay, well, um, listen, I'm not one to uh, to talk about, you know, other people's choices of, of how they take in sports. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm when I tell people that I'm into horse racing and they're like, wait, you're watching what? And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm watching TVG and I'm actually placing wagers on horses right now in front of my TV at my house. So, I mean, I am not like the world's biggest tennis fan. So I, that impresses me, Clinton, that I'm you're not, watching so the early here, rounds. Here's how it works, man. Listen, this is this is my, my whole actual job. This isn't something I do just like here and there. Like, I watch the sports. I write about the sports. I talk about the sports. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So, yeah, I, I do it all. You watch the sports. You write right. about the sports. Yeah. And then you talk about the sports. Pretty simple. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, Clinton Yates is here. He is the chapter president of the Handsome Man community. Yeah. I've been giving a lot of thought to the Handsome Man community, Clinton. Okay. And uh, clearly I'm not going to make it in. I, well, again, there's just there's just too much lobbying. You know what I'm saying? This is not how we operate. You know, if if should there be a ruling in the near future, don't call us. We'll call you. That's the kind of you know method we're operating under. So listen, I appreciate the nods. You know, but everybody knows what's going on. It's no big deal. It's just a daily part of the operation, sir. I think, I think though, because I'm not going to get in, and whether or not it's because I'm lobbying too much to get in, whether or not it's Laura who just, frankly, finds me repulsive. Let's face it. Yeah, I mean, you okay. don't have a vote. Whoa, whoa, you don't whoa, have a vote whoa. from that state, I mean, if you will. I you mean, I, I mean, whoa. my my self esteem has just been absolutely annihilated. Okay. Well, you know. Um, Can we not put false? Accusations on my name, though. Oh, is that not how it, no, how it is? No, I never no? said you were repulsive. She's oh. abstained. She's abstained Disgusting. from her vote. Oh. Abstained from her vote. You know, oh. that's yeah. well. She keeps reminding that. me I'm not making it in. Well, so. I mean, if someone said, "Don't call me, I'll call you," <laughs> that's kind of a good indication that you're not gonna make it. Okay, this so, has gone way too far. Well, you know, I'm thinking but, about making my own club. Okay, I just see. wanted you to know, Clinton. Well, good luck. I'm contemplating. We wish you now? well in your endeavors. Well, sincerely you. from the community. Thank you. Well, you know, here's the thing. You know how there's the PGA Tour, right? Yeah. Okay. And then there's the Champions Tour, yes? Yes. Okay, and the Champions Tour, to get on it, you actually have to be a certain age to get onto yeah, the Champions Tour. I get Tour, that. Right? right? So I figure I'm 50 years old now. Somehow I became the old guy of the radio station. Somehow. I'm figuring that maybe I'll create, like, the Champions version well, of listen, the Handsome Man community. Well, listen, this on the table at the committee meetings, but now you're forcing the issue. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just... You had the blessing of the community, but you pressed it on the, you know, so we'll see. We'll have to go back to the drawing board. Do as you choose, sir. Yeah, I mean, I'm just starting to think to myself that maybe i got to create my own community is yeah. really what well, i got to do. Know, you, never, you never know. <laughs> you never know. All right, so look, it is a Tuesday afternoon here on Sedano and Cap. Clinton Yates is in for this week. Happy to have him along. So, Clinton, 
Um, Before we kind of get too deep, I got to say something to you. You know, you and I were talking about this yesterday, and I'm a football-first guy. That's that's the kind of sports fan I am. I'm a football-first guy. But you said yesterday you're kind of like a football-last guy, right? Yeah. Okay, but you're a baseball-first guy, right? Correct. Everybody knows this. Okay. I, last night, find myself, I am so intrigued by what is going on right now in baseball that I'm literally more into this race than I, honestly, in my 25 years of being on radio, I don't think I've ever been as intrigued by a race. And it's not just the Giants, okay, wait a second, the Giants lost. A few minutes later, oh, wait, Dodgers win. It's not just the NL West. It's also the wild card. Giants lose, Dodgers win. Cincinnati lost earlier in the day to St. Louis. Wait, now Padres win. Like, I'm just kind of watching it all. And I found myself last night, I wonder what you were doing for this Dodger game. I found myself, I had three baseball games on at the exact same time. I had San Francisco against Milwaukee, which is a playoff caliber game, right? Um, I had the Dodgers versus the Braves, another playoff caliber game. And then I had the Padres versus uh, Arizona, which is not necessarily a playoff caliber game, but one team is battling. I was watching three baseball games at the exact same time last night. Clinton, for a football guy, that doesn't happen, pal. Well, first of all, you're welcome. Okay, and number two, I mean, yeah, this is what we're talking about. This is the fun part. You know, it's funny. Full behind the curtain here, y'all. Don't let him lie to you, okay? He had those games going. He texted us like, oh, my God, are you guys watching this? And the three of us in this studio, or not in the studio because I'm not there right now, but the three of us on the show were all just like, yeah, we're watching it. We're baseball fans. And it was cool because, like, it was an obvious moment of sort of, you know, the light bulb goes on. But, I mean, I went out to watch the first part of the Dodgers game. That was fun. Always good to be out in a fun environment and watch a ball game. Sound on, in bar, outdoors. That's a great setup. You know what I'm saying? Feel safe. You know what I mean? Big screens, all the games on. It was fun, man, you know. And so by the time I got home, they were all getting down to it. And, yeah, man. That's what I do, Scott. I watch multiple baseball games every single day and every single night. So I'm glad you got to feel like you were a part of the experience, man. It's been a fun, fun season of baseball so far. Yeah, I mean, it really is. And I got to say, um, watching the Giants lose and knowing that the Dodgers need to win and things getting tense late in the game and are they going to close it out? Are they possibly going to blow it? Oh, my God, they can't blow it because San Francisco just lost and just opened the crack just a little tiny bit. So, I mean, listen, for me, this is highly unusual. I'm generally the kind of fan that zones in on one team, and that's kind of what I watch. But I'm telling you right now, it's not just the three games that I had going last night at the same time. It's the scoreboard watching from other parts of of Major League Baseball. What were we trying to tell you yesterday, Scott? The the order of operations matters here in terms of who you're playing. I'm not saying that it changes what guys do on the field in games, but this matters game to game what your position is versus the next game. This matters. It's not just blinders all the time when you're playing baseball. That's what I was trying to say yesterday. I'm glad you see it my way now. Well, I, 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 yesterday you told me that my version of how Dave Roberts is stacking his starting rotation versus considering what's coming up against San Francisco, you referred to my way of thinking as a very simplistic 
way of it thinking. is because it doesn't take into account what could possibly improve if you get it the right way the if you do it right the first two or three times then at that point you can't really calculate what your advantage is because it's worked and you've already set yourself up that's what you're banking on there and that's what i'm saying as opposed to just looking at it in one way one game of course they all count the same but what happens in between the games doesn't count the same and if you figure it out on the way there you got a better chance of doing it on the latter half of the portion and that's what i'm talking about here that's how simple. it works I, I, but I'm not taking the word simple as insult unless I was supposed to, was I? Was no, I, not at okay. all. I'm just saying okay. that that's what I was explaining, that it's not complicated. It's just involved, you know? See, what I was thinking was deal with what's in front of you and you'll cross the next bridge when you get there. And when I said that, little did I know that San Francisco, who obviously we know lost last night, but now has a whole real-life situation that is impacting their club right now and might impact their club later on when the Dodgers and the Giants get together this weekend because two of their starting pitchers are now out with COVID, one who has a positive test and the other who has cold-like symptoms, although a negative test. The point I'm trying to make, though, is, is that you wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have. Dave Roberts wouldn't have. Nobody would have known that really yesterday afternoon when we were having this conversation. So my only point was try and win the games in front of you and cross the San Francisco bridge when you get there. That's all I was trying to get at. You see what I'm saying? Crossing a different bridge depending on when you get there. It's just like Indiana Jones. If you get there too late, that thing might be burning with all the rocks. They're not too late. They're on time and they're on schedule. It's an unfortunate situation for the Giants, but it's been a good turn for the last couple days for the Dodgers. All right, so it's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in the house. Let's say good afternoon to corporate Greg Bergman, who must be losing his mind with excitement as his Dodgers caught a game last night, only one and a half behind San Francisco now. Corporate Greg, what would you think about last night? I was, I'm, obviously, I'm excited about it. I love seeing all the home runs. That was a big deal for me. To, the only problem was, you know, they, had, they did it all in three innings and, yeah. and, and then didn't get another hit. I got one hit for the rest of the game. It just, you know, I would have liked to have seen more a little as it kept going. But, look, five runs, you should win. Anytime the Dodgers score five runs with their pitching staff and their bullpen, they should win every single time. We're not Debbie Downering this because they tacked a bunch on early. Come on, Greg. No, I'm not that Debbie Downering. I'm saying they should, and they should win. No, no, no. I'm not sure. They held gonna... on. You know what I'm saying? They That's did. the kind of game they you did. want a team to be able to win yep. is that, you know, you can get a lead, you can take a hit, and then you close it out. I mean, I don't. There's not a lot. I'm not saying you're doing this, but there's not a lot of ways for me to draw negatives from that. Sure, maybe something happened, didn't happen that you wanted to, but like those are the kind of games at this point of the season. And again, they all count the same, but just in terms of the game to game momentum, you have to be able to win that game in order to keep it going. And they did. Yeah, they absolutely do. And you know what? I, Clinton and I actually were having a discussion during this game. <laughs> Let me hear about it. So. Julio Urias had a no-hitter going into the was it the fifth inning the fourth yeah, inning the fifth yes. inning yeah I think it was, a, was it a no-hitter was it even a perfect game it was a perfect it was a perfect game perfect game yeah. at that right. point yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so I was just I was just wondering because I know how big of a baseball fan that Clinton is and I just wanted to know how he felt about um, jinxing no-hitters because you know Joe Davis was saying you know he's perfect through three he's perfect through four and so I wanted to know how 
Clinton felt about it. And Clinton, you said you texted me, and the funniest part about it is that he was so he was being so delicate that he didn't. <laughs> well, I didn't know how you felt. Word jinx. He said, "How do you feel about talking about the thing that he's doing right now on the mound?" And I was like, "Yo, bro, it's not that serious." And like, it was a fair question. I appreciated him being kind about it. You know, I could have been a maniac. You know what I mean? Right. Some people are really intense about that kind what of stuff. What are you doing? How could I, you say right, that? I am right. not. And so I explained to him my feeling about it, which is that, like, look, if you're in the ballpark and you're talking to another human being just face-to-face, absolutely talk about it. If you're on the broadcast, not necessarily. Perfect through four is about as far as I need to go with the mentions and about as casual as I need to get. I told Greg at the time, it kind of felt like he just looked down at his scorecard and was like, all right, perfect through four. But I'm not the kind of person that's going to freak out every time it comes up at all. Now, why is this funny, Scott Kaplan? Because no sooner did we do, then do we end this outrageously intense conversation about the paranormal. <laughs> Boom, he gives up the hit and both of them are done. And I was like, oh, guess what? You jinxed it. It was perfect timing. It was hilarious. You yeah. know, it is funny. You blame me, many too. People... He said it was your I fault. I definitely blamed you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It is funny how many people, though, are like really superstitious when it comes to talking about a no hitter. You know, it's like yeah. you get into the seventh inning and people are starting to, you know, tweet about things like, hey, stop doing that. Stop talking talking about that you know i'm not superstitious like that at all are you guys superstitious though when it comes no, to stuff i mean like listen this? there's a there's a real way to ruin a guy's momentum if you're on an actual baseball field but considering we're all just watching it you know for ourselves no talk about it that's the fun part that's the whole reason why we're here some guy i ran into this in williamsport because you know a kid threw two no there were two different no hitters thrown on two different days and i believe on two different days two different occasions anyway and so it was like we were in the park and it was like listen we're not going to not talk about this this kid is mowing everybody down it's a must discuss you know what i'm saying they didn't bring it up on the show but we were there we were having a good time so we talked about it all right yeah i'm not weird i'm not weird about it as much as i would like to be or i i want to i really do want to be the guy that's like no 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 you can't say it because that's going to that's going to blow this whole thing up but i'm i'm just not you are that guy though because you i want to be that guy but i'm not let us review what happened last night well i was i was being nice to you because i didn't know where you were i was saying that thing was that was specifically to see where you landed on this (laughs) if i didn't say that thing think about what you're saying you brought it up and then it happened. That's all I'm <laughs> I, I, I may be the jinx. Sure. That's all I'm it's fine. What'd you think about your man Blake Trinan last night, Corporate Craig? I mean, there got to a point where it's a 5 3 ball game, and the winning run is represented at the plate. And the, the ball that he ultimately struck out Duvall with, where Duvall, like, Beautiful like pitch. pulls his body back, like the yeah. ball's going to come and hit me. And you can see all of his momentum has been pulled back in the batter's box. And then that ball just completely curves and turns back in and turns into like a perfect strike right over the heart of the plate. A little nervous, a little, little Kenley-esque, but you know, you've been calling for Trinan over Kenley Jansen. Uh, yes, I actually tried, called for Urias over Kenley Jansen, well, but okay. that's a whole different thing. But either way, either way. He had. I'm glad that you brought up Kenley because Trinan had basically the same thing that happens to Kenley a lot. Soft contact that just got through little seeing yeah. eye singles that gave you those first and second, the guys on first and second, and you have players on the base paths, and all of a sudden one shot, and it's a they're up by one instead of down by two. And so, it's hard to know who to get mad at in those situations because you think, okay, a step here or there, maybe there's nobody on the base pass, but next thing you know, you're in a jam, and it's a high-level situation, and it's tough. Right. 
Absolutely. And that's not really, you know, it's tough to really blame him if he's giving these soft contact that just happens to get through on the right side because of placement. Good. It was a great pitch sequence, though, as much as that punch out was in terms of handcuffing him. I mean, he really had a move in. And by the time, I mean, that's when you know you've got it really going. And Blake has had the. Look, that dude has killer movement anyway, never mind the velocity, but like when he's getting guys to watch on his third strike, on his out pitches, that's when you know he's really got it going because guys are just confused. You know what I'm saying? And that was, that was well done last night. All right, we are just getting underway here. We have not yet even had a moment to say hello to at U-N-E-E-Q underscore. We'll say hello to Laura here in a matter of moments, and we're going to check on traffic in just a second. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. It is a Tuesday afternoon. The Dodgers have closed the gap to a game and a half with the San Francisco Giants. Definitely our lead story. It's something that is on our minds, and I'm sure... uh, Sure, on everybody else's mind. If you want to jump in, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We'll get back to it in one minute. Clinton Yates, how you feeling today? I'm good, buddy. we got a nice little stretch of games right here in Major League Baseball, which we love to see. So everybody's competing. It's turning out well. All right. Now, before we get back to the Dodgers, yeah. let me say good afternoon and what's good to Laura Roma. We said hello to Corporate Greg. We heard his thoughts initially on the Dodgers. Uh, at U-N-E-E-Q underscore. What's up, Queen? What up, guys? Not much, you know, just trying to survive the day. It's a little gloomy today, so I miss the sun. Yeah. But now, no, it's good. Now, what happened? Because I saw you for just a few moments mm-hmm. on an Instagram live video where you seem to be going on a major rant. What happened? Okay, so last night after work, I decided to grab a drink at a bar And I was waiting for the person, whatever, and this guy comes up to me, and he goes, oh, my God, your hair is really cute. It's super curly. I've been trying to get mine like that, but that wasn't the rant that I was going on. It was the fact that he tried to touch me. Like, he tried to touch my hair, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, and I backed away, and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, and I'm like, yeah, he goes, oh, I just, you know, I look so cute and I just wanted to touch it because mine's curly and I can't get the curls like that and I was like oh yeah you know this is what I'm trying whatever whatever and he proceeds to like walk towards me to try to touch my hair again oh my going in for a second bite at the apple huh yeah and then he gets like closer and closer and I'm like hey man COVID six feet I'm sorry (laughs) but I'm just like why why do you guys think and I'm not saying just guys because on the live I asked the men that were in there do girls do this and apparently they do But it's like, why do you think it's okay to try to touch someone's hair or just try to touch them, period, when you don't know them? And then two, when they already moved away from you, what makes you think it's okay to go do it and try it again? It's just like, no, we don't do that. All right, Clinton. Clinton, we're going to have to come to you for answers here on this one. There's no answer. This is simple. If somebody touches your hair or touches you the way that you don't want, there's a very easy and respectful move to do on any dude. Kick them in the junk. Legal play at that point. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> if somebody's in your space, wap-ap, 
We're done here, gentlemen. <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, it's that, a very simple sound. solution. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Everybody will respect it. <laughs> yeah. I actually it. hate when people not just like touch, but like they don't have to be touching me. They can touch other people. I have a friend of mine, and he's still a friend, but I've told him a hundred times, and this is pre-COVID. Don't touch people. People don't like to be touched. And he's got this terrible habit of like wanting to touch somebody in the face, like where you grab somebody's cheek, like you're so cute, you know? And I'm like, people hate that. He's like, oh, no, they don't. They love it. I'm like, no, they don't. They don't like your dirty, grubby hands in their face. And now, late in 2021, in the world of COVID, I definitely don't want anybody touching me. Not my hair, not my face, not my clothes, not my... Uh, I mean, maybe if you want to give me a grab in the tuchus, that's okay. But you understand what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't touch people. What's wrong with this guy? Oh, it's not going to work. Yeah, no. And then I don't know where your hand's been. That's weird. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Though the guys on the live did say that the ones that have bald heads, that girls like to, like, rub their heads. So they says, oh, for good luck. I'm like, yeah, that's weird. Don't this do that either. weird. Yeah, yeah well. just don't do it. <laughs> don't but do I it. will say this. I think guys would probably be like, okay. Touch no. it. No. You don't think? No, the guys on the live were like, don't touch me. Oh, really? Yeah. Nobody likes to be touched. I don't care if you're a guy or a girl. Like, oh. it, it's not inviting. Like, if you're not like, yo, touch me, don't do it. You know, you got to get permission to touch someone. Just don't try to do it out of nowhere. It's so weird. if the guy would have come up to you and said, hey, I love your hair. Can I touch it? Can I, can I feel it? I mean, would I wouldn't have let him, but at least he's asking with, you know, the other way he just did it. I mean, I have to admit, and Clinton, you're going to think this is weird, but sometimes when I see guys like your buddy Jules that was with you on uh, on Friday night. Okay? Don't say what you're going to say, because the next time he sees you, he's going to punch you. No, he's going to punch you, me. Just so you know that. No, I'm telling me. you, because I'm going to tell him that you were talking weird about him and on the radio. Weird. This and isn't weird roll at all. Up, and he's going to be like, don't do that again. That's what's going to I'm just letting you know. No. I That's think I know what it happen. is, he too. Is not yeah, don't punch uh, me. Again, don't do it. We do don't not do need it. to talk about this. Yeah, this he is, is not going to punch me. Enough. He gave me I don't want to talk about love. anybody's hair who is not even a member of this station. He's well, all I know is this, is that he gave me tremendous love, gave me a, a huge hug. I loved that hug that he gave me. It was a real bro hug. But when I see a guy with a giant beard, I'm like, yo, man, I, I can't grow leave that. leave it alone, bro. It's his beard. It's his beard. Well, it's not just his. It could be anybody's. That's creepy, bro. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just jealous. Really, is what it comes. Yeah, down clearly. To. So I mean, you know, I can't just, grow just that. Just admire from afar. That's mm. all you got to do. All it right. works. Okay. All right. Speaking of admiring from afar, Clinton. I mean, what do you think happens tonight? You know, you, you got you got San Francisco who had been on such fire, and they they wouldn't give up a game. You know, just to to have the Dodgers get that opportunity to to break in to try and close the gap. Even this past weekend, when the Dodgers lost two out of three. The Giants lost two out of three. So, you know, when the Giants were losing, you would think that the Dodgers might be able to pull something off, but they didn't against Colorado. But just thinking about tonight, it's a game-and-a-half lead now for San Francisco, and real life has struck that clubhouse. I am like, I can't wait for tonight. I'm going to be literally sitting here watching three baseball games again tonight. So, Greg, what's what's the matchup tonight? The matchup for the Dodgers, Dodgers is – is the Cy Young Award winner? Oh, he's high. This <laughs> yeah, I'm throwing it out there. Here this we is, go. Oh, that's how <laughs> you know well, I mean, like, that Greg is fired up. Like, honestly, who else is it going to be, Clinton? Yeah, it's it's Walker Bueller is going up against Charlie Morton, and Charlie Morton has been 
Uh, he's been a good pitcher for a long time. He was on that cheating team in, in Houston, and then oh, he, he pitched well for uh, for Atlanta last year. So, Scott, this is why, once again, the order of operations matters in terms of sequencing your staff. Because when you're looking at the staff of the Dodgers, you got to think, who is it possible that I might get a win against? And when you look at the three guys that they're putting up there, Urias is probably the guy you think you're going to get. If you don't get that, morale is different in game two when you're coming up against Walker Bueller, arguably the best pitcher on the team. So, like, I like how this is setting up, Greg. You know what I mean? You're asking me about what I think is going to happen tonight. I think you're looking at another performance, a great performance from 2-1. I mean, I think that's why he's in this position. This is why you have him, and this is why he is who he is. Now, Greg, on the other hand, San Francisco-Milwaukee tonight at 645 now, I was looking at ESPN.com, and they had Johnny Cueto listed as the probable starter tonight for San Francisco. He's one of the Giants pitchers that's going to get knocked out. Now, he's had a negative COVID test, but he has cold-like symptoms. And another Giants pitcher actually does have COVID symptoms and does have a positive test. So Cueto's not on. Do you see what the Giants have planned tonight? Have you seen this? No, they haven't put it out yet, but he did. Cueto did come off of the IL today, and Alex Wood is the other pitcher that is going to be out for this weekend. But it's whoever they, 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 they whoever the Giants throw, they're going up against Brandon Woodruff of the of the Brewers, and he is a excellent, excellent pitcher, one of the best in baseball right now. So they had Corbin Burns last night for the Brewers, and he's – those two, the one-two of Burns and Woodruff is really, really good for the Brewers. So they're going to have their work cut out for them. Another opportunity tonight for the Dodgers. I mean, listen, if the Giants were to lose tonight and the Dodgers were to win tonight and get it to half a game, and then you got one more game in the series between San Francisco and Milwaukee and one more between the Dodgers and the Braves, and then this upcoming weekend, you've got the Dodgers and the Giants, and the Giants likely to be without two of their starting pitchers that were expected to go. I mean, this... This whole thing, Clinton, could be turned by Monday when, well, Monday's a holiday, but by Tuesday, when we all get back on the airwaves, I know today's only Tuesday, but a week from today, the whole thing could be different. Yeah, I mean, this, this is why we watch the games, man. You know, like this is a good part of the season. I'm looking forward to it. They could be ahead, you know, but they could have also been way behind. And they that first win, again, massive. We'll see what happens tonight. All right, coming up, I want to talk about Mookie Betts. Not only was it Mookie Betts' bobblehead night, but he hits this bomb home run, and then mom is sitting right there, and the gesture to mom. Let's get into that coming up in just a few minutes. But next, overrated or underrated, Corporate Greg's got the game. It's next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Thank you very much, Chris. All right, birthday time, Senior Yates. Yep. Larry Fitzgerald or Chris Tucker? Overrated or underrated? Oh, this is tough. Um, Larry, Fitz- Larry Fitzgerald, pretty underrated. Um, I think as far as you want to break down, like, the interesting thing about him is that he's not just a guy who's got a lot of numbers. He's a guy that, as a technique guy, is so well appreciated from a football standpoint as a wide receiver. Like, you don't even – I'm not saying you don't have to like football to appreciate what he does, but he's so good at his craft that the numbers are just a byproduct of that. He was just one of the best ever. Also, his dad, sports writer. Yeah, I, I uh, my initial reaction was that's a tough one. I love Larry Fitzgerald. Huge fan. He's a pit football brother of mine. Have known him for many years and obviously admired his career. On the other hand, I love Chris Tucker. I think he's hilarious. Friday's one of my favorites, especially the scene where Bernie Mac comes up to the house. Around here, we call this a little 20. I love Chris Tucker. I think he's hilarious. So I'm having a hard time here. All right, I'm going to go Chris Tucker underrated, Larry Fitzgerald overrated. Sorry, Larry. Sorry, pal. It's just the game. That's all. Yeah, Sports Center actually put I think it was Sports Center that put it out on Twitter today that Larry Fitzgerald was actually like a he held up just the he was on the sidelines just like a ball boy on the sidelines for a little while before he got into the league. Well, yeah, yeah. he was. He when his dad Vikings, as Clinton brings his dad up, was a sports yep. writer, yeah. Yeah, Clinton what his dad was a sports writer in Minneapolis, right? Yep, for years. And so the dad was a sports writer and this is when Chris Carter was in really his heyday with the Vikings. And Larry Fitzgerald served as a ball boy on the sidelines. And so he Not was unlike it. a Tom Brady's son situation now kind of deal, you know. Pretty cool. All right. I love Larry Fitzgerald. Sorry, Larry. I have to put you as, as, as underrated or overrated in this relationship here with Chris Tucker. All right, Cap, it's your favorite time. It's time for a movie pitch bot. This is the Twitter bot that pitches random movie movie what? pitches. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's called, it's at a movie pitch bot. And all it is is just a, a bot that puts out random movie pitches. Sure. So you tell me if they are overrated or underrated. I have five of them. We can stop whenever you want. But Cap, we'll start with you. An obsessed street fighter stalks Bradley Cooper in this Spike Lee satire. <laughs> this is a great feed already. I've only heard 15 <laughs> words. <laughs> I love this. Um, I will say underrated just because it already sounds like a great idea for a movie. Um, the street fighter. What did you call him before street fighter? An obsessed street yeah, fighter. Yeah, an obsessed street fighter. So like, hey. I like to fight on the streets, and I'm obsessed with what? I'm not exactly sure, but in this case, it's you, pal. I want a piece of you, and I'm obsessed. <laughs> I like this story. I like this idea. Cap was doing WWE promos. That's I'm right, like, brother. Can you can you reread the description again? Yeah. It was rather mouthy. An obsessed street fighter stalks Bradley Cooper in this Spike Lee uh, satire. Okay, I've, I've, I've gone far enough. Overrated Bradley Cooper. I knew I found something. <laughs> I was like, what was? I was like, what threw me off here? And now I remember it. So all Bradley right. Cooper is is a good actor who's in a lot of bad movies. I talk about this all the time. You know what I'm saying? And I, maybe not a lot of bad movies, but he's in a lot of movies that I don't like. But I do think he's a good actor. So well, the question is, do you want to see him get his ass kicked by this obsessed street fighter? Bradley Cooper always wins. That's typically why the movies aren't that great. Not in a Spike Lee joint, he don't. You don't know that, bro. <laughs> well, I, Bradley right. Cooper, yeah. by the way, not right. unlike myself, fluent French speaker. Oh, look, at that. look at that. Look at that. Yeah. All right, Clinton. Joaquin Phoenix and Liam Neeson team up to fight fascism in Japan. 
That's, I mean, whatever the rules are, this is correctly rated as awesome. All right. I would watch this any day of the week. Two guys that can definitely, two guys that are old school, like action figures, basically, at this point of their lives. Oh, yeah. Give me that for sure. I don't know. Liam Neeson, he's got a particular set of skills. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if those skills work against fascism. Fast, you know what I'm trying to say. I don't know if they work that way. I mean, I know they work in Europe when somebody has taken his daughter and he has to go kick a bunch of ass everywhere. But I don't know, man. Does he fight fascism in Japan? And by the way, maybe I don't know a whole lot about Japan, but is fascism, fasc- is it a big issue? It's a, it's a bot. I'm just <laughs> oh, reading okay. what it Got comes it. off the bot. Right, listen, I'm working Apparently with the, the bot here. reads better yeah. than... Kaplan. When just it need more. Just need more details from the bots. That's all. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the. It's a pitch. It's not a full thing. Yeah. All right, Kaplan. Brad Pitt fights Bryce Dallas Howard for the love of Gal Gadot in this Tim Burton adventure. A lot of white guys in this bot. Just sidebar. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good for your I'm fantasy football team, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to start drafting from the from the draft from the, for the colonizers. Uh, Brad Pitt is going to fight somebody. And for the love gonna, of Gal Gadot. Well, I, I, you know, I think I'm very attracted to Gal. And how do you say her last name? Gadot. Very nicely done. Very Hebrew of you. You like that? Yeah, but I'm going to say that this story sounds overrated to me. Right, because you don't know the first rule of Fight Club, which Brad Pitt <laughs> is in. We went over this yesterday. Okay, Brad Pitt can fight. That's why this is cool. Come on. I thought about your whole first rules of Fight Club yesterday and how it yeah. applies to the handsome and, man. And, and guess what the first rule is? Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Moving right. right along. Right. I just didn't right. know. That's I didn't how that know, works. I didn't know that Fight Club and Handsome Man was the same community. I didn't know that. I mean, you know, again, it's the only one way to find out. It was a different community. But all right, Clinton. Yes. Anne Hathaway and Maya Rudolph get together in this E.T. remake directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, that's a no thanks for me. E.T.'s a good movie. E.T.'s not a great movie. E.T. was a great movie when I was a kid. E.T.'s a not so good movie when I'm an adult, so I don't need it. That's overrated. I, don't I need feel the exact same way. I feel, I feel totally exactly the same way, just like I felt about the original Star Wars. Everybody rips me for it, but I felt like Star Wars was a good movie when it was called Star Wars and I was a little kid, and now I feel like it's a terrible movie and it's called Star Wars like four or something. So I'm well, out. Yeah, there's nine, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Cl- uh, Kaplan, the <laughs> yeah. last one of these is Brie Larson and Matt Damon spend a night walking around San Francisco and talking about Game of Thrones in this David Lynch film. No, sounds horrible. <laughs> sounds horrendous. Yeah, I'm way out. Way <laughs> out so on bad. this. I was out this after This one made game. me laugh. That's I know. I was kind of like, that's, it's like that's, that's one of those ones where you start to question, is this really a bot or is this just like some dude who's tweaked out, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like making stuff up on his computer every right, 34 minutes. Right, because for me, if you would have told me that that was the idea for a podcast, I'd be like, okay, I guess. I mean, they're talking about this show that everybody knows and likes, but no, a movie? No, bad. Sounds like a terrible idea. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so the, what it says, uh, for a movie pitch bot, the tagline for it is, an idea for a movie every hour. So literally every hour they just throw these out there. It's uh, it's pretty funny to me. Yeah, no, that's a good, I like I like that. What's like also that funny is that it's not really a bot, that there's really somebody that's human that has to that's think about this stuff. That's what I'm saying. This is, a, this is the question that's in the air. Why don't, you, why don't you slide in the DMs, Cap? Slide in the DMs of the bot? Yeah. <laughs> You said you had questions you needed answered. I mean, this yeah, is how this really. happens, man. It's called journalism. Get with it. Oh, okay. Oh, that'd be amazing. Kaplan DMing and asking questions I mean, about the bitches. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> pitches. I said pitches. 
Laura got scared. Oh, that's um, great. But yeah, no, that'd be great. All right, so this is the last question, and I think this one goes to Clinton. Yep. So we talked about the Mets thumbs down thing a little bit yesterday, and yes, Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor apologized to the fans, not surprisingly, and Forced. actually, sure, and Javi Baez actually scored the winning run today. It was pretty crazy, but... Jesus. Pretty crazy, anyway. All right, yeah, well, we can talk about that later. It's a little the, bit the, more than a pretty crazy. It was, it was yeah. insane. But Jesus Aguilar of the Marlins today was kind of chirping back and forth with Lindor, who was in the dugout, and, Al, and Aguilar said back at one point, me, what did I do? You're the one booing the fans, and gave a quick thumbs down sign at him. <laughs> Is this move by Aguilar overrated or underrated? It's highly underrated. You're not reading for tone there in your assessment, Greg. I will fill the listeners in. This was hilarious. They were all laughing the whole time. If you know who that player is, Aguiar, and if you ever go to a game, sit on the side you can, but you get to hear him talk because all he does is chirp at the other dugout, and it's really, really fun, and everybody's engaged. And This is another one of the situations. Love this. Yeah, I, I thought it was really funny. Um what did I do? Like, wait, wait, hold on. What, what, are you, what are you looking at me for? What did I do? You're the one that's giving the thumbs down to the fans. I love this story. I love that everybody's in tune with what's going on. I also love that the Mets, who yesterday said, this will not be tolerated, forced these guys to apologize. It's like, apologize, get fined. It's like, okay, so I can apologize for free, or I got to apologize and pay. I'll just, I'll just apologize for free. That's fine. I'm sorry, everybody. I don't really mean it, but I'm sorry. So what he did me, was apologize underrated. and win. So arguably, it worked. Well, Just that's saying. what they did today. Yeah, and yeah. and Greg says it was an insane play. Well, yeah, we can get it. Greg a says, bit later on. Did you, yeah, check it I out. This it. is the most yeah. popular play on my TL right now. By the by, I mean it's just yeah. Go check that out if you haven't seen it. All right, there you go. That's overrated or underrated. Coming up. So the Dodgers right now flying high, gotten themselves to a game and a half. But I know that Dodger fans are chirping about what is the future of Cody Bellinger. Defensively, great. At the plate, not looking very good. Let's get to that story coming up. All right. Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Laura, would you like to tell everybody why you've chosen a little Lionel Richie all night long? First of all, it's a great song. But yeah. second of all, I was told to play it, so this is what I do. <laughs> oh, okay. The song well. came out 38 years ago today. <laughs> I thought it was funnier my way. That I yeah, it was. <laughs> that, works too. that was I much like, funnier. I like your way. Yeah. <laughs> 38 so you, years. Yeah. Damn. That's before my time, so. So here's the thing about this song and why I asked for it to be played, because it was a pretty big song in, in my circle. I used to have a a poker game, a weekly poker game at my house. And sometimes the random people would come through. But we would just, you know, you play music in the background. and But we yeah. found a site that played this song, and they played it so well that it was a nine-hour mix, and it just keeps playing over and over and over again without ever, like, stopping. And it's called at fiestaforever.org. And so you'd put it on, and people were like, oh, yeah, I love this song. Do they really get into it? And then slowly... Slowly, the new this people is, all just sit there and go. So ridiculous. This song has been on for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, like nine hours. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but it takes like a good 
10, 15, 20 minutes before they start to realize it because, you know, they're so into the game. It was just the most amazing thing ever. And, like, me and my buddies are just looking there, like, laughing and being like, I wonder I wonder when they're going to figure it out. That's <laughs> so a great good. bit to pull on a new person. I actually kind of love that. Like, it's so you take good. side bets on when they're actually going to say something. Right. How yeah. many minutes does it take for them to actually figure out that the song doesn't stop? Are you saying that the That's same hilarious. song and the same version – plays on a loop over and over and over again yeah but yeah. they cut it so it well it seems so well that you can't that you don't know that the song yeah. I mean, and how the song goes it doesn't really ever have like a down point right so it just keeps on going over i totally and over. get it it's um and it's amazing it's one of the greatest bits that i've played on people and i love it so much <laughs> so when i saw that this was 38 years ago i was like oh i gotta bring this up it's so it's like good. something out of a yeah that, that's hilarious actually like i mean i would be so embarrassed if i've like went over and somebody did that to me because like what are you gonna do you know like like sorry i wasn't paying attention to the lionel richie bars but also that's really funny <laughs> you know what i mean well, like, like after five minutes you're like okay well i mean that's about right for a song three four five minutes right but you're like okay maybe lionel's got a longer video version or something <laughs> yeah, maybe right. it's like the live show something i just kind of wasn't familiar with because the thing is you could imagine him playing this song for 15 20 minutes at a concert you know what i mean that's not out of the realm of possibility at all and people just could be loving it too yeah just being oh, like yeah, oh absolutely. yeah I'm into this. That would be great. Yeah, man. I might like be cruise like, ship hey, energy. Hey, dude, are, do you have do you have that on repeat? Like, is there any way you could like take it off repeat and like maybe play another song? Wow. How long do you think it would take you to notice? I'd say probably for me, it would probably take three songs in a row. One, two, three. Once you get started, you can hey how. Twelve minutes is what you yeah. think, right around okay, there. Okay, so what? you're at the under fifteen mark. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Laura. How long do you think it would take you to figure this out? It depends how much alcohol in my system I've well, had. Well, that's part of it too. <laughs> right. That's that's I that's mean that's the, key right. right there, right? If it's if I'm pretty sober, I wanna say maybe like definitely under the fifteen, probably like ten minutes tops. Yeah. Like I think the longest anybody ever went was about twenty seven minutes. <laughs> like wow. four half hour. Yeah. That because, would probably be me. Because well, I mean they were drinking. Right. Yeah. 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 But you're but like you're in the middle of playing the game and you just you know, the music's just kind of in the background and all of a sudden you're like I swear the song has been on forever. I mean, that's happened to us. Like at, at my friend's party, um, we were, you know, we we're drinking or whatever, and he left. So he left his phone, and somebody thought it was funny to do that, but it was, it was like a, like a, what is it? What is it? Sit on a like EDM thing. So it just like it was just oh, that this, never ends. Yeah, it was like never ending. So we never noticed that it was the same stupid song for like thirty minutes. <laughs> I feel like if it was an EDM song, it'd be harder to get away with because people know that those songs are long and they wouldn't even think. You know what I mean? Like to yeah, we like, didn't. We didn't. If somebody I mean, said I got a forty-five minute version of Sandstorm, that's like real. <laughs> I'd be like, sure, bang it out. Let's go to San Diego or whatever. Yeah, you know, like let's just go on a ride. Let's just travel yeah, for a little exactly, bit. Exactly. You know. <laughs> So you said, Greg, that you and another friend would play it and then try and monitor how long it would take, yeah. and and you guys weren't on the joke, and no one else was. No in on it? No one else was in on it, and then but <laughs> yeah. then like you know, one person, another person would be in on it, and then we'd have a new person right. it come would in. Build, yeah, yeah. So, and then they were, and then you know, some people would leave, and other people would come back, and be like, oh, let's do it to this guy, see how long it takes for him. It it became a whole running thing for quite some time. Uh, I feel like I used to do something kind of a little dumb like that. And I'll say dumb, loving. Dumb. FiestaForever.org. Um, no, amazing. no, well, here's when I was a kid, I used to work at a gas station, and um, this is down in Florida. There were a lot of old people, a lot of retirees, you know? So to pass the time, me and this other guy who worked at the gas station, one time we decided to super glue a quarter to the ground and then watch to see how many people would try and pick it up. 
and then to see how many people would like really battle till they finally realized this thing's not coming up. There's no chance of me getting this thing up. And this one guy, this one day, he's coming there and he's standing there and he's trying to pick it up and he can't, he can't. He's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And then he sees us laughing at him. This guy went back to his truck, grabbed a dolly, you know, like something that you would carry like a desk or a piece of furniture on, you know? And he came and he found, he took this dolly and he hit that quarter and popped it right up. And then he looked at us, picked up that quarter, put it in his pocket, got in his truck and took off. Like, oh, that, I'll show you punks. You're going to sit here and super glue a quarter to the ground to just make fun of me. That's, that's the stupid stuff kids do. What can I tell you? Wow. That guy sounds like a winner. Very resourceful. Oh, dude, that guy was a total winner. Yeah. Total. All right, listen, let me ask you guys this question. Anybody see last night, we're talking about this Dodger game. Mookie Betts, bobblehead night, comes up, hits this bomb home run into left field. By the way, anybody out in left field last night at Dodger Stadium? I saw you guys. I know a lot of dudes out there last night were rocking their, their baseball gloves. I'm a barehander, Clinton. When I go to a baseball game, if I'm going to try and catch a foul ball or a home run, I'm going to try and do a barehand. I'm not a glove-to-the-game guy. How about you? No, definitely not. If you're above Little League, I mean, what are you doing? You know what I mean? But that's just Oh, my me. God. I can catch the ball with my own two hands. See that? See that, everybody? Me and Clinton are on the same page finally about something. There you go. We're barehanders at a baseball game. But Mookie hits his home run on, on bobblehead night, and he comes to home plate. Did you see him? He looks over at his mom and blows mom a kiss. How freaking cool was that? Yeah, it was great. I mean, she threw out the first pitch, which was almost the best part of the whole game. She was, like, doing a dance. Like, did, Greg, did you see this part? Yeah, it was amazing. It was she was just, like, bouncing right? around, having a good time. Yeah. No, it was great. She, she was, was into it. I mean, like, listen, there's been some pretty crappy first pitches out there in these streets, okay? <laughs> like, she was that, – that was a that was a plus throw, as we like to say, in the scouting community. You know what I'm saying? In terms of what she got. Uh, she was in front of the mound. You know, good delivery over – you know, the arm slot could use some work, but good release point. No, I'm joking. She had a great time. And, look, you hit a bomb on bobblehead day. Like, I'm not really sure that, like, when you think about all the things you could do – like, when you're a kid – and you think, oh, man, it'd be cool to be in the big leagues. And you're like, okay, sweet. It'd be great to hit a bomb when you're tied and so you don't have to pressure and you win game seven. But, like, I got to imagine, like, if you get a bobblehead, you get to hit a homer on the same day. That's a pretty cool, like, childlike feeling, you know. And so when he talked about it after the game, it was great because he was just kind of like, yeah, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. He wasn't really sure what to say, but he was clearly smiling. It was great. great I actually think you're exactly right on. Like, you, you have these dreams as a kid, you know. I'm going to hit a walk-off home run. I'm going to hit a walk-off, you know. Two outs, bottom of the ninth, down by three, and you hit this bomb grand slam and you walk it off. But seriously, to have your mom throw out the opening pitch on your bobblehead night where you hit a home run and the team wins and gets to a game and a half in the division race, I mean, that, that's, that's like one of those nights that when 20 years from now when somebody says, well, tell me a story about like one of the highlights of your career. Go, Let me tell you this story right. about what happened on August 30th the Dodgers were at home and playing against Atlanta. I mean, what a story, man. I love that. That yeah, was really the, cool. The reason he won't forget about it is because his mama won't let him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right on. All right, stick around, everybody. I do want to get to this Cody Bellinger part of the story. What are the Dodgers ultimately going to do? Defense is A+. Offense is like D. All right, coming up, Laura Romo with what you need to know. What do we need to know? We'll all find out together. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.